Welcome everybody back to the Peanut Gallery Podcast. It is episode 18. I'm here with Jared Davis. Jared, how is life? I know you had uh, some big news this week occur if you want to tell the audience. Yeah, so moving right now, you might hear some uh, boxes being taped up in the background, but exciting times. Uh, you know, getting out of the apartment life and into a home finally, so we're excited. There you go, man. Congrats. Next next step, as they say. Got some equity in the game now. Exactly. All right. Nothing new on my... I still live in an apartment, so, uh, you know, I still haven't taken that next step yet. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Now, let's, let's talk some football. Let's update everyone on how we're doing uh, gambling-wise. Well, not gambling-wise, but how our picks are doing. So, Jared, you were always ahead. Um, especially after week two on the pickums, that trend continues. You are fifty-one and twenty-six on the pickem games, just picking who wins or who loses. I am forty-eight and twenty-nine, and then you have a slight advantage on against the spread. You are forty-eight twenty-seven, and then you have two pushes, which puts you slightly ahead of me because I am my same record as pickem. I am forty-eight and twenty-nine against the spread. So do you, which is funny because it's not like you have some games where you'll win the pick them and then lose the spread, but then you get the opposite happening, which evens out for you, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely, uh, I think it's unusual to, to <laughs> probably through five weeks be tight. Usually, impressive. It's impressive. I, I guess, you know, that's a, that's a good way to spin it. I feel like I should be doing a little better in the, in the pick them category, but that's all right. We got 11 weeks to go. There's plenty of time to improve in that, <laughs> in that area. So let's get in on into it. We'll uh, obviously, when we talk about the Titans and Bills and their matchups this week, we'll kind of touch on the the game that happened last uh, last night that I've, that everyone watched on CBS. So, which uh, was was very lopsided and probably not in the direction people expected. But let's start off with our Christopher Nolan tier games. Our games that are going to be great. Everyone should watch, in my opinion, as long as they don't clash with another game. Let's first start Jared with, excuse me. We got the Cleveland Browns who are a shocking four and one too many. They are playing. This is a rivalry game as they say, because they are playing another AFC North team in the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are favored right now by three and a half. Jared, how do you foresee this one going? I have the Steelers winning 24 to 21. So I don't think they cover the three and a half. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, and what we've seen out of these two teams through the week so far is that they are averaging above 30 points. Their offenses have been on fire weeks one through five. So I think they cool off. I think week six is a more defensive game. I think Pittsburgh, P- Pittsburgh's de- defense really starts to shine and Ben and company struggle offensively. I don't see uh, Chase Claypool ca- catching another four touchdown passes or and uh, so I, I just think this is more of a cooled off kind of uh, not as exciting game where you just don't see as much scoring. Uh, and then for the Browns, I just think that, you know, their offense has been impressive. Um, it's been pretty much what we expected from day one and we're getting it on year three uh, with when they drafted uh, Baker and got all those weapons around him. So yeah, that's uh, that's my take, and you know, could be completely wrong on this, but I say defense is going to win this game. Yeah, we we differ right off the bat here. Um, this is really going to be a clash of styles because the Pittsburgh Steelers have the second best rush defense in the league behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So right now, through four games. Um, as I've discussed, they have not. The Steelers have not faced great competition, right? They've uh, they beat the Eagles last week, who looked a lot better, and, and in my opinion, had their chances to upset the Steelers there. Uh, and then they've played some other teams that are in the bottom third of the league. In my honest opinion, they they beat the Broncos when Drew Locke got injured after the first uh, series, and then the Giants as well, who aren't exactly. Uh, you know, scaring people to death out there with, with their offensive team. And then, you know, like I said, it's a clash of styles. You have the Ravens who have the best rushing attack 
in the league. They're averaging 188 uh, yards per game right now. So I have the Browns winning 28 to 27, a little higher scoring than you, but still close. I, I think these teams are very evenly matched. And the reason for the upset here is I think Big Ben's going to have a couple couple picks, a couple costly turnovers. That's going to swing the tide. I know Baker did that last week, but he was great through the three other games where they won, really avoiding those turnovers to not shoot themselves in the foot. And also another thing is I just feel like this team watching them, they're playing with so much confidence, right? When, when you're winning, as with, as with anything in life or work's going well, your relation's going well, you just ooze a different energy about yourself. And, and I think the Cleveland Browns have really taken on the, the personality of their coach, Kevin Stefanski, and are buying what he's putting down. And I think they're going to pull off an upset that, you know, I know the spread's only three and a half, so there are people that will obviously pick the Browns like me. But I definitely think this game will shock people. This, in my opinion, would put Cleveland kind of on the map in the AFC. They'll still be behind the Chiefs, obviously, and, and the Ravens. No one's going to put them above them yet. Uh, but I think they'd be in that next tier behind, like, the Bills. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it, that one's, I think, one of the toughest games to predict this week. Yeah. So I'm not surprised we differ there, but uh, I like what you're saying. You know, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was losing sleep over it last night. Uh, but let's go. I, I think we'll differ here, too. There's a lot of games. I have a lot of upsets. I'm not going to lie to you. We got game number two here. We got the Chicago Bears. They're playing against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Jared, I'm pick, I'm picking the Panthers to win outright, covering the three-point spread. Carolina is at home. They're favored by three, which really just means on a neutral col- uh, neutral field, excuse me. Uh, Vegas would have this as a money line for both teams, so pick them. So I got the Panthers winning 28-20. to 20. I still believe the Chicago Bears team is the worst forward one team. I've seen in recent memory. I think they're still fraudulent. The defense is for real. I will I will always give them that. They've been good the past two seasons in that regard. I'm not buying Nick Foles yet. Their running back situation is dreadful. And so I expect the Carolina Panthers to rush the ball well with Mike Davis like they've been doing. Teddy Bridgewater won't turn the ball over. And the Panthers will stop the Bears offense, which really is just relying solely on their passing attack, which I believe is a little overrated even with Foles in there. And Paul to win 28-20. So I agree. I got Panthers winning. Uh, let me get the exact numbers here. 28 to 24. So they cover the three-point spread barely. Um, and the reason I think Carolina wins this game is I agree. The Bears are suspect. And they do not deserve to be where they're at right now. Um, and I gave them last week. I picked them to beat the Bucks last week. And that was, you know. Great call. Yeah, great call. But, you know, I can't – that doesn't happen week after week. So, I think they're a little, uh, you know, party too hard. They're going to be a little hungover. Um, and this is going to come down to who's going to be better at the quarterback position. If Bridgewater has a better game, I think the Panthers can win this. Um, right now, their stats through um, – obviously, Foles hasn't played all uh, six games. Like, he didn't start all five games. Um, but he has five touchdowns and three interceptions on the year. Teddy Bridgewater has six touchdowns and three interceptions on the year. So both not looking great on the touchdown interception ratio. Uh, so I'm going to say if one can outdo the other, um, that team's going to win this game because it will be close. Uh, so that's where I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater as the better quarterback for uh, out of the two quarterbacks in this game. Nick Foles, I agree. He has some – flash and you know shining moments where he has some really good throws like against the bucks he had that uh pass to um they're talking about jimmy graham there it was one down the sideline i thought it was montgomery it was was, uh, montgomery yeah it was their their running back yeah where he led him perfectly so that montgomery caught the ball in full speed stride um and was able to um make the most out of that catch but that ball was perfectly placed it was towards the end of the game and it was just that dire need of that completion occurring for them to win the game 
And that was similar with the Cowboys and Andy Dalton last week, throwing that pass to Michael Gallup. So if, you know, it could come down to the wire in this one. And uh, if Foles can pull that magic again, I could see the Bears winning this one. But I don't think that happens. I think it's unlikely. And the Panthers uh, edge them out. All right. Um, and another thing about the Bears in general, and, and Jared, we're going to find out over the next six weeks here. They have obviously this game the in L.A. against the Rams next week, the week after, then Saints, then Titans, then Vikings and Packers. If Good they don't luck, if they don't go, this is just my opinion. We'll see how it pans out. If they go three and three or worse, fraudulent. If they go four and two or better, I'll need to start reassessing how I look at that Chicago team because those next six games are against really solid teams, except right now probably the Vikings you'd put on a, a very low tier because they're one and four. So we'll see. Maybe they, they looked good wrong. last week. They looked they good did. last week. They did. Now let's go to a game I know we're going to disagree on. We have the – it was Sunday, 3, 3.30 p.m. game. Um, I hope – I honestly hope – whichever network has this game gives it to everyone around around the country. You got the Green Bay Packers 4-0. They've been lights out through four games so far in Tampa Bay facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 3-2, and two, who um, have looked okay. You know, they're having their ups and downs right now, still trying to figure out. I've had some injuries. Tampa Bay right now is plus two and a half at home. So they're getting points. So Vegas is telling you they believe the Packers are a better team. Um, I have the Bucks winning. Barely, though. It's a 28-27 squeaker. They barely edged this game out. And, and the reason for this win is, as far as I've seen with injury reports, Jared, Fournette will be back and Chris Godwin will be back, which they've been out the past – to uh godwin's been out the past two weeks Fournette was out last week and then also scotty miller will be back who's like Wes walker jr uh for tom brady in tampa bay so that's going to help their offensive chemistry you know more options to throw to put stress on the defense and then another thing for me we kind of talked about with the bears so i need to be transparent and and critical of, of every team that's had an easy schedule from our perspective you know Packers won week one against the Vikings pretty handily. They beat the Lions week two. They beat the Saints week three, and then they beat the Falcons. So really, the Saints are their only victory right now from what we can tell. That looks like a team that would make the playoffs. Um, so this is where they're going to be playing a great defense as well. Packers have a solid rushing attack, but like I talked about before with the Steelers, the Bucks are the number one rushing. Um, they allow the least rushing yards. So I think with that, they'll get pressure on Rodgers, and he hasn't really been pressured yet. And I think that's where they'll be able to turn the tides, slow the Packers' offense down, and just barely squeak out the win. Jared, I presume you disagree. Hugely. This is where you uh, slam the notebook shut, walk up, and leave, because that's how mm -hmm. crazy your take is. Uh, that, look, yes, they have had weak opponents. Green Bay has played – Nobody decent in the first four weeks, but hear me out. Aaron Rodgers has yet to throw an interception on the year. He's having one of the best seasons of his career. And a lot of people, you know, I, uh, you called it and a, a couple of people called it that, you know, he was going to come out with a vengeance this year um, and, and fire it up, light it up. And that's what he's doing. The Packers are averaging 38 points through the four games they played. And they beat the Vikings and scored 43. They scored 42 against the Lions. They scored 37 against the Saints, uh, 30 against the Falcons. And they are winning by double-digit margins. Um, this, these are not close games. These are games where the Packers are in control and dominating from, from the first quarter on. So I disagree Big time. Uh, I think Packers win 38 to 30. They cover the minus two and a half easily. Um, and the Bucks are going to go into their second loss two weeks in a row. Um, and yes, you're getting some weapons back for Brady. But at the end of the day, if Rodgers can perform like he's been performing the rest of the season, it's, this is going to be an easy win for the Packers. 
Yeah, I mean, fair that they've been scoring points, but also the teams they've played for them are ranked in the bottom seven of giving up points per game. I realize that kind of indicates because the Packers offense is so good, but that all those other teams have played more teams. So they've been scoring points because the defenses they've been playing have been trash. Um, I, I Honestly, I tossed and turned. And the reason I picked this game was one, I think this is, you know, the Bucks will, will still make the playoffs. Will I be right about them going 13 and three? You know, that's, that's looking like a stretch at this point with two losses already. But this is the best team the Packers are going to be playing to date, and I think that's going to bother them. But we'll find out. Let's go on to one more, one more quick oh, thing. Okay. One more quick thing uh, right. for the Packers. They have had two weeks to prepare. They had a bye week last week. So they've been preparing for Tampa for quite some time. Yeah, that's, I think they, that's true. They can take advantage of I don't. Um, I don't have Matt LaFleur's bye week record in my back pocket. It, it'd only be one game. Um, so I don't know what they did last year after coming off a bye. Uh, but we'll see. I'm sure they'll be prepared. I mean, how do you not get up for playing, you know, Tom, Tom, a Tom Brady team, right? They won't need much, much extra motivation. Oh, let's just because it's a funny fact, they lost last did year. They? Okay. They, they, lost, lost. they lost to San Francisco 37 oh, to eight. That's Okay understandably so like there's a reason the 49ers then spanked them in the nfc title game and went to the super bowl so that team was really really freaking good last year and and had everyone including uh the defensive tackle i can't remember his last name who they traded away to the colts who's been dominating and helping their defense improve drastically so let's go to monday night this is one of two monday night games um obviously due to covid there have been massive amounts of reschedules uh, this one was always on the schedule, or excuse me, this wasn't supposed to be Monday night. It was supposed to be tomorrow night. There is no Thursday night game this week, sadly for all of us, but we did get a treat last night by having a Tuesday night game. So, you know, take win some, you lose some. We got the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills, who just got spanked by the Titans, which I didn't see coming. You didn't see coming. Not many people in this world saw coming. The Bills are getting three points at home. Jared, how do you foresee this one going now? Hammer the Chiefs, folks. Hammer the Chiefs. I am – I don't know if you can see me right now, but just doing the arrowhead chop <laughs> right here in front of my computer. There you go. You know, I, uh, I, can, hear the, I can hear the drums <laughs> beating. This Chiefs team is going to bounce back from that loss last week. Um, you know, props to the Raiders. That was a good – it was a great win for them. Um, and so I think Chiefs here, 35-24. to 24. Uh, Bills obviously struggled last week too, so you could say, well, the Bills are going to be coming off a loss and they they might fire it up. But I'm going to take Mahomes and company over Josh Allen, and I had this in my back pocket since day one to begin the season as a Chiefs dominant win. I knew the Bills were going to be good this year, but I just think that the Chiefs go into Buffalo and manhandle them. They did last time they played there when it was Alex Smith and Jamal Charles at the helm. Um, and I think they do so again this week. What do you have the score again? My score is 35 to 24. Okay. So they cover the minus three easily. Yep. Yeah. I, it's, I, I just couldn't do it. I, cu- I couldn't pull the trigger on choosing the Bills, especially after the Chiefs lost. Maybe had the Chiefs won, which obviously just sounds ridiculous. Why would you then think they could lose if they were 5-0? and um, Losing just – you refocus in on things you didn't do well. It's, it's, it's just a fact. Uh, when you lose, you, you hone in a little bit harder on the weaknesses and the mistakes you were making, making sure to realign and, and not make those same mistakes again. And the Bills, you know, they had a rough go. I don't expect Josh Allen to play as poorly as he did against the Titans. And when I say poorly, mainly in the turnover factory, because he had two of them and they both of those turned in the touchdowns for the Titans. Um, The defense didn't score. They didn't return the picks for touchdowns, but uh, then the Titans had super great field position off both those picks and then were able to score touchdowns. So that's, you know, a 28 point swing there where the Titans scored 14 and the bills, you know, scored nothing where they could have scored two touchdowns. 
Uh, I got a f- little closer game than you, Jared. I still have us cover. I still have the Chiefs covering and a thirty-five to thirty victory. But I expect the Bills to play a lot better than they did against the Titans. But it won't be enough because Andy Reid's going to scheme the shit out of this Bills team, and Pat Mahomes is going to be pissed off and light it up. Now let's go to that. That caps up. Caps us off in the Christopher Nolan tier of games. Uh, we are now going to Michael Bay. We're going to have, you know, some good games in here, some average games. You know, just kind of depends on your situation and how you look at the storylines. You know, let's first start with Sunday at noon. We got four games in here. You got the Houston Texans, who are one and one and four, got their first victory last week. Cheers to them. Unfortunately for them, they're running into a monster team that just dominated the Buffalo Bills last night that we saw and they're undefeated i got the titans winning 24 to 20 here i do think the texans obviously are are happy bill o'brien's gone um hard to tell if if that was the reason they won because they did play the jaguars who aren't exactly uh you know they're not the kansas city chiefs they're not the ravens they're not someone that's going to scare you or make you lose sleep at night but I think they'll play better. They're looking better. Deshaun Watson looks happier, but it's not going to be enough to overcome the Titans team that's firing on all cylinders and just dropped 42 points on a Buffalo Bills team and defense that's really solid. So I got a Titans 24-20 victory. And right now, before you go, Jared, I could not find a line anywhere. Um, and I think it's because, obviously, they just finished a game last night at 10 p.m. Well, the line is out now. Um, let me make sure this is correct before I, before I say it. Uh, yes, the line has, has been released. It is minus three Tennessee. Okay, so I have them covering the spread. Um, and that's, that's via Bovada. I, I, it was not there earlier today, so they, they must have just released that recently. Um, and that's a typical home, home team spread right there minus three for Titans. So I think they cover. I have them winning 30 to 24. I like this Titans team to keep trucking on. Everybody saw Derrick Henry throw that defensive back to the ground last night. It was incredible. That stiff arm, it's back. And you get that ball in his hands, um, very few defenses can stop him. Um, This Houston Texans team got its first victory without Billy B, Bill O'Brien. And I think that they really got lucky last week. I think this is where they go against a veteran-type team that almost manhandles them, like the way Derrick Henry did with that defensive back. So I like the Titans here. Uh, Texans, I'm sorry, but it was, it was a nice victory. You're going to go back to losing. You're not going to lose four in a row, but you're going to lose this week. All right. Let's go to the next one. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to you. We got the Bengals, 1-3-1 and one, against the Colts. This is in Indy. The Colts are 3-2. and two. Uh, They're favored by eight. Jared, how do you foresee this one panning out? I got the Colts winning this one, covering the spread. Put your money all over it, 30-16. to 16. Colts are going to dominate. I think Rivers throws only one touchdown. <laughs> so we see few turnovers for him, uh, but still one. And this Bengals team is a mess. It's, and it's kind of like how we saw it would be. I think we all thought it would be a mess. It's very hard for a guy to graduate college and lead an NFL team and you know start winning, let alone make the playoffs. It's very, very rare. I love Joe Burrow. He's a great guy and a quarterback, but he's not going to take that team to the playoffs yet. Maybe down the road. But right now, that Cincinnati Bengals team is like a toddler going up against a teenager in the Colts. I don't think the Colts are the veteran team that I mentioned in the Titans, but they're going to be there. They're almost there. Um, You know, Phillip Rivers, this is his last straw. And that defense is stout. I love that Colts D. I think they hold them to 16. Colts win by 14. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close on score here. I have 30-14. I think they cover as well. I think this game's going to be easy to predict. 
and the big factor for me is what you were just touching on last, which is the Colts defense. The Ravens sacked Joe Burrow eight times last week. That trend is going to continue. I'm not saying it's going to be eight, but it's going to be at least four. There's two quarterbacks or three actually that I feel bad for that I watch their games and I'm like, they're always on the ground. Right. Guess who they are. One being obviously Burrow. Burrow one, Washington quarterback, which now it's Smith. I would guess is two. Correct. And then I think you're pr- for three. You're gonna say whoever the Jets QB was. No, well that's another good one. But no, this We're is gonna your say boy. Giants. No, Any- this oh, is your boy. oh, you're right. Yeah, the boy, Lentz. your boy who holds yeah. his, the ball way too Lentz. long. Once, yep, those yeah. three guys. I, you know, I, I feel bad for them because they're gonna be on their butts. Yeah, and and so I won't belabor this too long. I I think that's gonna be the difference maker. And all Rivers has to do is not throw an interception, and this game probably will be an even bigger blowout than 16 points, in my opinion. So let's just move right right along ahead because we have a couple interesting storylines with this next game, Jared. We got the Denver Broncos one and three playing up in New England against the Patriots, who are two and two. The line was at nine. I want to say it's up to ten and a half now. Cam Newton is gonna play. Those are the early reports. And there are also some reports that are saying that, uh, excuse me, um, Drew Locke might play, which I didn't think he'd be back this soon. Early projections where he was going to be out for four weeks. So I think either way, it doesn't matter, to be honest, who the Denver Broncos quarterback is, as much as I like Drew Locke. I th- think the Patriots win this game and they cover the nine-point spread. Uh, and I got him winning 30 of the 20. Well, I just want to say hats off to the medical team and, uh, you know, Cam Newton uh, getting over it this quick. That's, that's great. You know, if he's already tested negative, um, that's, you know, good. That's really good for him. Um, and hopefully other players who happen to come in contact with it can, can get through it as quick as he did. That being said, I think the Patriots win 28 to 21. I'm expecting Drew Locke to not play, but if he does, I'm still going to hold my 28 to 21 score uh, because like you, I agree. It doesn't matter who Denver puts back there. I think um, Belichick and the Patriots are going to be winning this game uh, and, and they're, they're going to get back to their winning ways real quick. All right. Now let's go to the last noon game in our Michael Bay tier. We got the four and one Ravens versus the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 1-3-1. and one. It does not get easier for the Philadelphia Eagles, who, like I talked about when I discussed the Steelers, should have pulled out that victory. They really missed an opportunity to gain some momentum and build confidence. I'm not crazy enough to pick the Eagles here. I uh, just can't do it. The Ravens are too good. They're too well-coached of a team. The talent difference is massive. It's the, you know... The size of the difference between the United States and the United Kingdom crossing the Atlantic Ocean. So I got the Ravens winning, but I do think the Eagles cover here. I got a Ravens 28 to 24 victory. Okay. Yeah, I got 33 to 17. Don't need to say much about this one. Everyone knows how I feel about Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Uh, they'll continue their losing ways, and the Ravens will march on to five and one. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I'd love nothing more than to come on Monday night and just roast you and roast the Ravens and get. But you picked the Ravens. Center. I did, but like I, but I you said, don't I get hope that I'm glory. You I don't said get I hope, that glory. I said no, no, I hope no, no, I'm no. Wrong. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. No, 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 no. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's how it you, works. You stick with the shit sinking ship. If you hey, think the Eagles are going to win, that now is your time to make that claim. Hey, I don't think. But you cannot. You cannot say, "Oh, the Ravens lost to the Eagles." So I'm going to drive that train. No, that's not how this podcast works. You and I both know it. Hey, you make your claim I to can, that game right now. So if I, you want to make a change, I'll let you change. It. I'm predicting the Ravens the win. That's different than who you want to win. Those things aren't synonymous. They don't need to be the same. Okay. All right. If if they come win, on. No, You've no, done no. that before. No, no, You've no, done no. that you before where you predicted no. a game, but you really wanted the other team to win. Yeah, that's fine. That. That's fine. That's what but I'm saying. Never, that's what I've I'm never saying. rubbed it in your face about it. I just, I, 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 I'm, I talk about it a little bit, and I was like, you know, I was kind of wanting that to happen, but, you know, 
you can't say I told you so on Monday. I'm not, oh, no, no, I'm not going to say I told you so. No, I wouldn't brag about like myself saying, oh, I predicted this because obviously that's not my prediction. But I will have a smile on my face because it will be mean the Eagles are closer to the Cowboys. And I might actually have a chance to be correct in predicting that division winner. <laughs> Dan, did you see the, uh, the social media post of the little boy who was an Eagles fan and he was kind of tearing up about Dak getting hurt and he just had a heartfelt message? This is this real? This sounds this sounds yeah, like a it's trap. It's very real. Some of our listeners might know what I'm talking about, but it's an it's Eagles a fan? it's a good yeah. It's an Eagles fan. I mean, he's a kid. He's probably in like you know second third grade. He was tearing up because of the deck, and he's like, "Hey, deck, you know, I you're the person I hate the most in the NFL, but I feel sorry for you, and you know that that, that shouldn't happen." Wow. To, you know, and he he was being real nice about it. So all I'm telling you, man, is take some. Take some advice from that that kid, man. You know. Yeah, <laughs> take, I'm not gonna take advice from a child. That's not gonna happen anytime soon. He knows. He knows. He's already, he's already you know he knows the where the Eagles are headed. Straight he's to like, he's looking at those cowboy jerseys on the wall. You know, thinking, oh, maybe I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> yeah, right over his parents' dead body. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to the Sunday uh, night game. We got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Rams are 4 and 1, 49ers are 2 and 3. Tough sledding right now for them. 49ers are getting 3 points at home. I don't I have not seen enough positive evidence that Jimmy Garoppolo is 100%. So I presume they're starting CJ CJ who was the third string behind Nick Mullins, but then got upgraded because Nick Mullins looked like trash a couple of weeks back. I presume CJ will be starting this game. And even if it wasn't, I wouldn't want to see Jimmy Garoppolo at 50% out there anyway, which is what he looked like against the Dolphins. So I can't take the 49ers here, even though I want to, due to those facts. So I'm taking the Rams, even though I have not been impressed with them. All they did was sweep the NFC least. Literally, those are their wins. This isn't a joke. Go look it up. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Washington football team. And they beat the Giants. And their only loss is a squeaker loss to the Buffalo Bills up in Buffalo. Um, so I got the Rams pulling this out 28-17, mainly due to their quarterback concerns and injuries up in San Fran. Wow, that's a big win. Like, I mean, they win by a lot. Uh, I got the 49ers. I, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I, that's I'm going to say – that's I'm taking bold. the San Francisco 49ers 24 to 23. I agree with you about the Rams. They have only beaten the NFC East. That's their four wins. Their one loss is to a close game in Buffalo. Uh, it was an impressive game for the Rams, probably one of the best games they've played all year, and they lost. Um, but now they're going to go up against this 49ers who is injury ridden and has all these issues. But I don't see San Francisco letting the NFC West get away from them. I think they hang in there. And um, I also don't see this Rams team going five and one. I just don't. Doesn't work on paper. It's like what the Bears look like at four and one right now. Doesn't make sense to me. It's fraudulent, suspect, whatever you want to call it. 49ers win. All right. Wow. I'm going to be honest. I did not see that coming from you. Um, that's God. That's just so much faith in the quarterback situation after what I just saw against the Dolphins, of all teams. But hey, it could be the hey, upset of the week. That, that Dolphins team, watch out. Okay, watch out. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about them in a minute. I, and then I'll go off on you then. Cheer. Um, we got a second Monday night game. This is the last game in the Michael Bay tier. We got your three and two Cardinals facing off against the Dallas Cowboys, who are two and three. They pulled out that squeaker victory, which you are obviously happy about because you had them as your Survivor League pick last week. Um, this game right now, Dallas is getting two and a half points at home. Jared, how do you think this one rolls? I got Cardinals winning, covering, you know, obviously if uh, it spreads two and a half, I got them winning 33 to 28, so they are covering – the two and a half, uh, they're going to win by five. So they're going to double the spread. And here's what I originally, 
at the beginning of the season, I had the Cowboys win this game, but they have gotten so unlucky with these injuries. Um, and obviously everyone knows about the Prescott injury, which is the latest, but before Dak got injured, they were already dealing with so many injuries on defense and their line, dude, their offensive line. They can't even get five guys on there that have bit played together at all this year because one keeps going down. And so last game, they were literally swapping guys out on their offensive line every play almost just to see what was working and what wasn't. Um, so without that line, you can't establish the typical Ezekiel Elliott run game that we're used to seeing in the past. If the Cowboys, when, when Zeke was great, the Cowboys offensive line was great. And right now the Cowboys offensive line is injury ridden and they, they're just not used to playing with each, you know, well with each other and, and, and so I think that the Cardinals come in, um, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins have a great game, uh, and they just kind of, and maybe Drake gets a touchdown here or there, um, and and they're just able to take that also injury-ridden Dallas Cowboys defense to the yard um, and, and win this one in a high-scoring 33-28 to victory. I agree with you. Um... I couldn't pull the trigger on the Cowboys upset here because they're letting up 36 points per game. That's so bad. They're worse than league. And it's not going to get easier against the Cardinals offense. That is solid. It's, it's not amazing, but it's in the top half of the league, especially passing wise, their run, their run attack is lackluster. They're in the, they're in the bottom third of the league in that. I just think too many injuries on both sides of the ball, obviously no deck, which I think is actually going to be better for their offense, which doesn't make sense. Um, the reason I say that is I think they're going to run the ball more, which is I, n- I know you made the reference that their O-line isn't as good. I understand that, but I felt like they pass way too often and don't establish the run, and that's when they were great. And I think it was more due to a lack of trying than necessarily a lack of personnel. Because once Dak went out, they ran the ball at minimum of four yards a click with Zeke. I know Zeke doesn't have the same burst he used to when he was a rookie, but he's still a great running back. And I think that will help them in this offense in the long run. Mainly when you do that, obviously, you have the ball more. That gives your defense rest. And that's what will help the defense not give up 36 points per game because they're going to be on the field all the time. Unfortunately for them here, I just don't see them pulling out this victory against the Cardinals, and I have the Cardinals covering the spread at 35-30. I like it. All right, now we're going to the worst here. We got our our boy, our favorite movie. That's a joke. Uh, Rodrigo Cortez, the director of Buried. Don't go see it. Worst movie uh, ever, folks. Yep, you will only be watching these four games. We're about to and talk- Ryan Reynolds is in it. I like him. Good actor. Right, great Terrible actor. Movie. Deadpool. If I ever hang out with Ryan Reynolds for the day, the first question I'm going to ask him is, "Why did you do that movie? Because <laughs> you literally cost me two hours of my life, and to repay me, you're going to take me out and buy me some beers." I bet he thought it was like an artistic thing. He was like, "Oh, this will you know make me look artistic," or it was one of those things where like he did Deadpool. Where were you? You know. I don't know. Usually actors do like certain movies for the, the like Paramount and, and all the studios. The only good thing about that movie is that the budget was 10 bucks because all they had to do <laughs> was buy a, a, you know, wooden box to they, put them in. They went down to Sarasota, Florida, bought a wooden box and just filmed it down there. That's what happened. Yep. And then whatever his salary was for the movie. So Yeah, so just a cool like $15 million. I don't even know what it is. That's just a guess. All right, let's get into them, though. You will only be watching these games if you gambled on them, have a fancy football player in them, or, of course, are one of the fans. Unless you're the Atlanta Falcons, who we're about to talk about, who are own five, just fired everyone, and are playing at and in Minnesota against the Vikings, who aren't so hot either, at one and four. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites at home. I have them winning and covering. I got a 28 to 24 victory. Like I said last week, after the Falcons have screwed me, I think three times now uh, when betting for them in the NFL season. Amen. I have, 
I have no desire to ever touch them, to ever say they're going to cover a spread or to have them win a game. I will not be predicting any of those things that happen after what they've done to me through five weeks. So I can't go back on my word. And that's why I got the Vikings winning. Jared, I presume you have the same. I do. You know, Atlanta, I'm going to flip you the bird right now, Falcons fans, because <laughs> that's what you get. But I trusted you through five weeks. Five weeks. I thought you were going to get at least one win, and I was wrong about them all. So be it. We're done. I don't even want to talk about this one. I have 30-24 to 24 Vikings win. Uh, similar to you, Dan. Very, very uh, – they cover, but not by a whole lot. All right. We won't talk much about this next game either. It is a clash of the two worst teams in the NFC East, if not the whole league. We have the Washington football team, one and four, versus the New York Giants, 0 and five. Vegas has the Giants favored by three points at home. I think there's an upset here. I have the Washington team winning 2017 in a squeaker. Ooh. I got the scores flipped, uh, 21-17, almost flipped. Uh, Giants winning. I think I liked what I saw against that Cowboys uh, team last week, and I know their defense is atrocious, but, um, well, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just rooting for those Giants to win their first game uh, against Washington, and I think they carry in what they had last week into this game, and that's, that's why I think they can outscore them. You know that famous quote, Jared, from uh, The Dark Knight, Wolf the Joker, where uh, Alfred says that famous line of, of, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn? Yep. That, that's me with the Giants and Falcons. I want to see two teams go on 16. Nothing would give me greater joy than, than two this Two teams happening. in one year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, 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 want, I predicted them to lose. And I want to see Alex Smith win. Because I presume he's going to be the starter. That's everything I've read yep, is he's yep, the starter. Yep. And I'd love to see him in his first full start because he came into that game for Kyle Allen last week, get a victory. I think it'd be a great story. And, you know, ESPN and all those networks would blow it up. So, and, you know, he's an ex-chief and really set the foundation for Patrick Mahomes. So that's why as well. Now, let's go to the next one here. We got another lackluster game. We got the Detroit Lions, one and three, heading down to Florida. They are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are one and four, who after their first week victory against the Colts have really dropped the ball. The Jaguars are getting three and a half points at home. Jared, how do you foresee that one laying out? Lions are going to thrash them. They're going to control this game from beginning to end, and the Jags will get a garbage time TD to make it look closer than it really was. 28 to 20, Lions win. Um, but I see it being 28 to 13 late in the fourth. All right. Damn. I, uh, another upset. I, I think the Jags pulled out. No, I know this is, is against my one in 15 prediction of, of their record, but the lions are very much in this Falcons category for me. They're very lucky that I don't treat them the same way for what they did to me, especially week one, being up double-digit points and letting the Bears score 21 points in the fourth quarter to win that game against them and ruin a parlay of mine. Um, I think Minshew pulls it off. I think he will limit the turnovers to zero, and that's going to be the difference here because that's what has been costing them the past four games. As Minshew's thrown or cost at least one turnover, I think he has a zero. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars pull off an upset at home, mainly because Matt Patricia should be thankful for that one victory because right now his head is on the chopping block. And if they lose this game, he might be heading out as well. That would be the one silver lighting. Yeah, which I think all Detroit fans would be happy. Did you see his quote? I think it was a couple weeks back where – uh, it was after a loss. So, it, um, and he was like, yeah, you know, when I came here, there was a lot of work to do. I can't remember. Oh, it was Jim Codwell. Jim Codwell was the coach before Matt Patricia got to Detroit and he went nine and seven back back years. And the owners were like, okay, we have the team. We should be at least be making the playoffs. So that's why they made the switch. And they've only gone downhill. They've gone the opposite direction. I thought it was the most asinine quote I've ever seen in my life. Doesn't surprise me. 
like dude when will these um owners realize and gms to stop hiring bill belichick wannabes the only one that i think will do well like he didn't do terrible with the broncos was mcdaniels he did get them to the playoffs with tebow um i understand there were some other things that didn't go well but he's the only one i really like all the others like i'm not panned out stop hiring them as head coaches you don't bring that genius with you. <laughs> Just stupid. Anywho, I know that was a side rant. Um, let's, let's go to the last game. Wrap, wrap up week six predictions here. We got the 0-5 New York Jets going down to Florida as well. They're playing a different team, though. They're facing off against the Miami Dolphins. Miami is now 2-3 and three after getting that trash of a victory. Well, not trash, excuse me. That insane beatdown of the 49ers last week the Dolphins are nine point favorites at home I never thought I'd see the I'd say those words out loud Jared how do you see this one going down I'm taking the fans they're gonna win 24 to 9 um it's gonna be a blowout you remember what you said any team facing the Jets or Giants hammer them baby hammer them except except for the Giants this week because they're playing another terrible team in Washington so um, I'm taking Dolphins. I think we see a little more Fitz magic, and uh, and they continue that that win streak and go three and three. I agree. Um, we saw Fitz magic last week. I don't think we'll see that level of play, but I it's don't. It's tragic. I, I'm not saying we're going to see Fitz tragic. It's going to be a mix, and I haven't found a good word for. The, the middle road mit, mit, fits average? No, that's terrible. Well, we're going to work average. Out. Yeah, I like that. Fits average. Okay. All right. So we got fits at, I think we'll get fits average. And so what that entails is about 200 passing yards and like two touchdown passes, right? He's maybe, not going to. Maybe one interception. Maybe yeah. one. I think he limits it just because the Jets are so terrible on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, so I like you. I do have the Dolphins covering this nine point spread. I got, or actually, yep, I do. Quick math. I got him winning 28-17, so that'd be uh, winning by 11 points there. I like it. I, you know, right, right there with you. They're going to crush him. All right. Now, I'm going to real quick give uh, some fantasy advice. Not shocking that two of these players come facing the Cowboys. I think Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins again are going to light it up. Uh, so I would make sure you're starting them. You should be, but if you're doing a DraftKings lineup, they should both be in there, in my opinion. You'll probably be getting great value for Kyler Murray. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, probably not so much because he's always predicted to be a top-five wide receiver. And then another one I love is Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back. The Colts are facing off against the Bengals, and I think they're just going to dominate on, on the ground in order to avoid Phillip Rivers throwing interceptions. So I could see Jonathan Taylor having 150-plus total yards and two touchdowns against the Bengals' D. So those are the players I like. I like it. I like it. So you want to do a little bit of sit him or start him? I do. I would like to do that. All right. We'll start off with Cincinnati's wide receiver, T. Higgins. And they're playing the Colts. They are. Do we know if A.J. Green was traded yet? He mouthed it during uh, the loss this past week. Um, <laughs> I know uh, that was a joke. I know he wasn't traded, but uh, do we know if him and Boyd are both playing? Right now, two wide receivers? A, right now, as of, as of right now, A.J. Green is projected to start. Okay, then I'd, I'd sit to you against. I know they're going to be passing a lot, so that obviously is advantageous for targets and receptions. I just don't know if he'll get the touchdown, which worries me. Okay. What about Austin Hooper, tight end for the Cleveland Browns? He's going up in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. I like this. I think what the Steelers' defensive game plan is going to be is going to be leaving their corners on an island with the wide receivers to cover the run. And so what I think that will allow is Hooper to be open a lot in the middle and Baker has been really good this season about checking down. And so I could see a seven-catch, 70-yard game, and then you sprinkle that in with a touchdown. Um, you know, that's, that's a tight end that you'd want in your DraftKings start, and I could see him getting a touchdown here. 
So I'd start them. Okay. And then for the last one I got, you get to pick one or the other. You okay. got to sit one and then you start the other. All right. Miles Gaskin, Miami running back playing against playing the Jets against, at home. Yep. First or Chase Edmonds, who's Arizona's running back, who's had a couple good weeks back to back. Um, he's the backup to Kenyon Drake, but he's been uh, getting a lot of touches. Um, and he's going in Dallas against that tragic yeah. Cowboys defense. Who uh, can you say, Michael? What's his last name? I always mess it up. The Dolphins guy. Gaskin. Gaskin. I'm going him solely because he is the number one option, and they're also playing a trash team. And I just like his production. His probability of being productive is higher and he's still playing a trash team versus the Cardinals. I know they're playing the worst defense in the league. I just don't know if they're going to still be able to run the ball, take advantage of that. I think a lot of their points are going to come through the air. So that's why I'd go, uh, I'd go the Dolphins running back. Well, just uh, to provide some facts or predictions, Yahoo agrees with you. They have 11 and a half points for Gaskin and only six for Edmonds. Um, but I wouldn't oh. rule Edmonds out. If you're in a deep league with uh, maybe 12 teams, 10, 10 to 12 teams, Edmonds has had some good weeks. So, um, you know, just depending on who you have, don't always count them out. All right. What uh, what what do you think about who – I'm caught my memory so bad. Who are the first two ones T, you gave me? T. Higgins. Yeah, did you agree with me on T. Higgins and Hooper? What would you do? Uh, it w- yeah, yeah, I would sit T Higgins and then Austin Hooper. I think I would start. Okay. So, so we agreed. All right. Now it is time, Jared, to show me the money. We've been showing the money. We did well last week and it felt great. You are still undefeated. Parlay, I'm Part- still in survivor league. You're still in survivor, which cheese it up. Go right ahead, man. Who you got? Who you picking? All right, this week, folks, it's going to be a little more boring. Uh, and we've talked about them too much already. But the Miami Dolphins I'm taking uh, in week six to beat the Jets. It'll happen as long as COVID doesn't interfere or anything wild like that. I like these uh, Miami Dolphins uh, to win at home. I'm kind of surprised. So I disagree. I mean, we both have the Dolphins winning, and I think they will win, and it's, it's a great use of the Dolphins. I'm going a little safer route, and I would pick the Patriots. That was my second team who I was, like, trying to – Save a juggle. little bit. Right, little but I didn't know game. about the uh, Drew Locke situation, and I just don't know if Denver – they've kept it close multiple times this year. That's true. Um, and so I just – I. I don't know yet. I, I, I will take You should a, be safe. You should be safe. Come on. It's the Jets, right? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think this is a lock this week, and yeah. I think next week, if we, if we can win here, we're, we're definitely going to win week seven. So uh, stay tuned. Um, but, hey, I've carried us through five weeks. Let's get one more. Right. Let's uh, – now, Jared, I putting you on the spot, so if you don't have the stat, no worry. Do you have what you are with your locks of the week? Do you have your record through five? Do you know it? I, I don't, but I'll start okay. tracking it. I need All to right. go look. I yeah. think I'm around 500. You see, you think you're like three and two? Yeah, probably two and three, three and two, one of those. Okay. Um, yeah, I am three and two. Um, I lost a buck one, and then uh, which was obviously against the Bears. And then I lost week two. I, I can't remember who I predicted off the top of my head, but I I know that was the week I lost. So my luck of the week, I have a game, and then I got a teaser. The game for me that is the lock of the week is going to be the Vikings covering the three-and-a-half-point spread at home. Um. And then I have a teaser that I love. It gets, it's a seven, it's the sweetheart. It's the Brian Bergman special sweetheart teaser. You're getting plus 150. And the reason for that is because I have seven teams in this. Now, now listen closely, everyone, everyone get in, get in, gather around. So I've got the Bears who are getting plus two points, right? You got another 13. 
There's no way Carolina wins by 16 points. Game two, Cleveland's getting three and a half. Add 13 on that. There's no way they're losing by 17 to the Steelers. Not happening. Jacksonville, three and a half. They aren't losing by 13, by 17 points to that Lions team. Hell no. Texans are getting three points. They're not losing to the Titans by 16. Not happening. They'll backdoor cover that for sure, at least. I think it's going to be a close game. I only got Titans winning by four, but there's no way they'll uh, win by 17. No way. Cowboys, they're getting two points. Get 13 more, that's 15. Arizona doesn't blow anyone out. And they ain't going to blow up the Cowboys, who are the comeback kings. Packers, they're the only team I have favored where I'm adding 13 points here. So then the Packers are getting plus 12. No way Tampa Bay wins by 13. Not against the Packers. So love that. And then the last one, and if they screw me here, I will truly never trust them again. Falcons are getting four, <laughs> and I got them 13. So that'd be 17 points. That means the Vikings have to win by 18. The Falcons, they're good enough to cover there. They did it against the Cowboys. Um, if you would have taken the sweetheart deal last week against what the Packers, they would have covered that. Their offense is good enough to cover huge spreads. So if you bet 100 there, you win 150. Okay. So is that was that your lock of the week? Yeah, yeah. My lock of the week is I, I think the Vikings are are the definite lock. Like just like if you were to bet one game only, uh, if you prefer to go that route in your betting repertoire, I think the Vikings cover the three and a half. I have them winning that game twenty eight twenty four is my prediction, and then I also have this teaser as a lock. Double locks. All right. All Locks right. everywhere. We'll, we'll allow it. Usually lock of the week is one play, but we'll allow it in case there's people who like the uh, sweetheart tease. I'm going to go for my lock of the week. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to go Chiefs minus three. I think the Chiefs cover. They're going to win. Um, I typically don't pick my favorite team in football um, to, to bet on. Uh, I usually only do it one or two times a year. And this is the year, um, sorry, this is the game for this year that I I got that feeling in my arrowhead pride gut that this Chiefs team is going to come out and roll these Buffalo Bills. So take it as you will, Chiefs minus three. What's your uh, parlay? Parlay of the week is let's see one two three four five game parlay and it's gonna win you quite a bit because i'm not taking points here um or as I'm, I'm not teasing anything i'm not trying to sway or buy any points this is straight up um not money line so let me get started here they got the kansas city chiefs minus three which we just talked about that's my lock i'm gonna add it to my parlay arizona cardinals minus two New York Giants minus two and a half against Washington football team. They're playing in New York. Detroit Lions minus three and a half. Told you they're going to roll those Jacksonville Jaguars. And then Green Bay minus one against Tampa Bay. That's the easiest bet in the book. And I honestly. um, It was so easy. Why wasn't your lock? Right. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Uh, you wouldn't let me finish. I was going to say Green Bay Packers, if I got to do two locks of the week like you did, I would have had them right there behind the Chiefs. You no, know, fine. I take my teaser back as a lock. My teaser will just be another one of my parlays since it has multiple teams. My Vikings are my lock. We'll allow it. All right. Um, we obviously disagreed a lot this week in the predictions. It is also coinciding with my parlay. I got... This one's juicy as well. I got a five-teamer just like you. I got the Eagles plus eight against the Ravens. I got the Panthers covering the two points against the Bears. I got inverse of you. I got Jacksonville covering the three and a half points they're getting. Um, but didn't the- you take the Lions in your prediction? No, oh, no, took you, took, you, took, you took Jags? Okay. Yeah, cool. I took Jags. Right. And then I got the Washington football team. They're getting two and a half points. 
And I got the Colts covering the eight points against the Bengals. So if you risk 10, you win 240. We shall see. I did take all favorites in my parlay, which I am not a huge Sus- fan of. Suspect. But, but these favorites are all favored by three points or less. So they're close games. I picked all the close games, which I think uh, these teams can win outright. There's anything from uh, the NFL so far that has taught me favorites don't win every single week. The Bucks, L, Bills, L, Chiefs, L, 49ers, L. Well, if the favorites won every week, they'd be 16-0. and 0. This is true. I'm just saying that that's what makes the parlay risky is having five favorites in there. Yeah, but there's 16 games, and I chose five close ones. I'm going to, you know, I'm choosing a third. A third of the games can be favorite winners. I just got to say I'm disappointed that you didn't have your Packers as the lock of the week. That makes me question your loyalty to uh, the outcome. I'm loyal the to the Chiefs. <laughs> I am loyal to Kansas City. That's the team I got as my lock of the week. Go Chiefs. All right. I agree. Obviously, I think the Chiefs are going to win and cover. That, uh, that wraps up – Wraps us up here on episode 18. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, And we'll see you on Monday after, hopefully, a Chiefs victory and our parlays hit and locks hit.